If you want legendary service, if you, you want sweeter discounts, shop Save by bundling auto and home with insurance. Oh, hell, do you read me? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. An alien object of unbelievable destructive power is less than three days away from this planet. The only starship in interception range is the Enterprise. Ready or not, she launches it to a power. What's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the All Things Dave podcast, and I'm your host, Phantom Dark Dave. I'm here with my buddy, Ed the Undead, and today we're going to talk about our top five video games. What's up, Ed? What's up, Dave? Yeah, we are, man. When you told me about this, I got all excited. You're like, let's do something you want to do. I'm like, video games sound great. Let's do it. So, that's right. This was definitely much more of a you than me, but that's what excites me. You know what I mean? Give me a little challenge. Right. Sure. Sure. So awesome, dude. Um, I guess, are we are we still doing honorable mentions like always? Yeah, the way I figure it is we, you got to have at least one honorable mention. And since you're the guest, you know, you start things off. And so we'll start off with your honorable mention. We'll bounce back to mine and then we'll work from five to one. And I was just thinking, man, you haven't been on here since what? We talked about Adam Sandler? Yeah, man. It's been that long. Pre-holiday stuff, right? Oh, dude, it all gets so busy. Everything gets all congested. And sometimes you just want to sit down and not do anything. <laughs> it's just rest. Yeah, man. Well, that's actually a cool segue to this topic, too, because um, that's really what does it for you. Like when you're not working and you just get some ed time. I know half of it is video game time. Oh, for sure. Video games and consuming TV and movies. <laughs> Perfect for this That's podcast, my life right man. there. <laughs> to be honest. Introvert to the core, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, cool. Um, I guess I'll start off with my honorable mention. Uh, it's 1994's Donkey Kong Country. I love this game, dude. Um, it wasn't... It, it, I played it on Super Nintendo way back when I was a kid. And, dude, all the way from like... This is a 2D like like platformer game, right? So it's like like Mario or something. It's just a side scroller. Um it's it was so fun yet so hard and it looked really beautiful. It was a rare game. Like the company Rare, the people who did like Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that and Conquer and uh but this was way before all those and 
dude, to me, this was like revolutionary graphics. They just did so well making like the colors and everything blend. It made it look 3D, even though it technically wasn't. And the soundtrack, dude, don't even like let me get started on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's so good, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll just go on YouTube and just type in like Donkey Kong Country, like, like, I don't know, just mix or something and just play it in the background. And I can just vibe out for like hours just listening to this like perfect like forest music and stuff like that and like jungle boogie music it's great jungle boogie man that's awesome <laughs> dude did you know there's only one donkey kong game i've ever played Mm-mm. and that's uh which one is donkey it? kong 64 so i've never played the game you're talking about oh snap is that the one where they had like the donkey kong rap yeah buddy <laughs> and they had like Crazy Kong and stuff like that. And oh, he had, like, I didn't get very far on arms. it, man. But I just remember the rap from the beginning, and uh, I ran around a little bit. But I am not too suave when it comes to the Donkey Kong games. That's okay, man. It really doesn't matter. It's a. It's for me. There are going to be probably some games that aren't. You know, I'm not all that interested in yours. No True. big deal. That's why they're games. It's all like subjective. <laughs> That's right, man. And I'll tell listeners right now. Uh, I believe Ed and and Mai's list are mixtures of games that we play like still to this day, and or games that we played growing up. So you get a healthy mix of all kinds of different consoles and uh, all kinds of different games. Because uh, I know Ed and I, we have a lot in common. A lot of times we see like the same dude, but you're going to see some differences when we get into the games. And so much so, uh, with my honorable mention, my man, you ready for this? What year was yours? Mine was 94. Okay, I'm going to take it back one more year because my honorable mention is from 1993. And it's my favorite fighting game um, pretty much of all time. I originally, I really was going to go Injustice 2 with this, but I got to go all the way back to where my love for Mortal Kombat started, and it's Mortal Kombat 2 for the Sega Genesis. Ooh, such a good one, dude. Dude, look, I had played the original Mortal Kombat on the arcade. I thought it was amazing, but when I was able to play it at home, I got the Mortal Kombat 2 Sega cartridge, put that in there, and you know, you had the video, your friends, it wasn't me, but had the video game magazines, I was able to get the fatality codes in there, there was no internet to look it up, you only had what you had, you didn't even have a damn cell phone to take pictures of the cheat codes, you had to write that shit down on paper, and man, I just remember when I did my first fatality with Melina, hold high kick for five seconds, walk up close, and she does man eater, it changed my life, dude, and with my growing love for the horror genre mortal Kombat 2 was like the perfect game that's sick dude i vividly remember going to uh free play with you mm. uh and just getting absolutely wrecked on like every mortal Kombat <laughs> game <laughs> we played yeah i was like how do you have these still stored in your memory like i i, I want to feel like you i don't know if you did a fatality on me oh, or you're not damn right but i was like Dude, you were destroying me. I was like, I, you know, I was never really that good at Mortal Kombat when I was younger. I played it. I played like some Killer Instinct and other games similar to it, but I even had Primal Rage, man. We played a little bit of that too. It's very similar, you know, gory 2D, very Mortal Kombat esque. Uh, but man, that's a good one, man. That that starts it off. It does, man. And I wanted to be specific when I said the Sega Genesis port because they released it for the SNES, but they took all the blood out, and that's just lame. 
lame. Yeah. It got a lot of controversy when it came out, oh, though. Mortal man. Kombat was a hot topic back in the day, and I'm glad it still is today because they're still making really great Mortal Kombat games, team them up with DC. It's just a good time. But, yep, honorable mention, I figure why not go all the way back to the past. So Mortal Kombat 2. So, Ed, man, let's talk about the games that did make our list. What you got for number five? My number five is Twisted Metal 2 from 1996. Came out in Halloween, bro, in the U.S. I didn't even know that until I was researching it. I love this game so much. So many hours spent. It was not my very first Twisted Metal. The first one was mine. I remember playing it at a cousin's house, but I wasn't very good at it. And so one day I was at my uncle's house and my cousin Mikey had a PlayStation 1 and he left some games over at my uncle's house and I got to play it and I thought I shouldn't be playing this game. I don't think my uncle knew any better, but I was in it, man. This was crazy. I mean, it was a 3D game. You're going around, you're running over people, you're killing other cars, you're hearing, you, you, I don't know. I know there was blood and, and stuff and like the animations and and things like that. I want to say when you get to run over people, you'd hear like, I think there was blood and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you just be like random like little people like the cars were like giant or something and then um dude what I really loved about it was like the awesome like ending sequences that are my favorite of all the twisted metal. I love all the twisted metals to some degree, but there's a there's just a special place in my heart with that one. It's just so fun. All the remember the uh, the the Paris level where you could go all the way in like the Eiffel Tower and like blow it yeah, up and stuff. Man. That was so cool, man. I love that game. Oh, dude, that's such an awesome game. I love the twisted metal franchise, and if I had to pick, that would be my favorite of that franchise as well. And I love the Paris level, but I also equally love the Hong Kong level. And when I found out you could go in some of those buildings where, like, the sub-railways were and drive with those tra- Dude, it was so cool. You felt like you were playing in somewhere you weren't supposed to be, but then, like, the bad guys would follow you in there, and there's only one way out. And so you'd have to hit them from behind, bro. And, man, I just... I remember I used to go with my mom to work back in the day, and we had this little bitty portable TV. I'm talking like a five or six inch television screen, and I would take that and my PlayStation, you know, the original PlayStation, to work, and I'd sit in the break room for eight hours. And so I didn't have a lot of games growing up, but you bet your ass I had Twisted Metal 2, and I would just play that thing on loop all day long, man. It's such a good game. Oh, man. Um, question for you. I know they definitely had Rob Zombie uh, music in Twisted Metal 3. Right. It was like all the way from, you know, start off with Meet the Creeper. I can't remember. Was there Rob Zombie music in Twisted Metal 2? No, I don't think so. Man, that that would have been... Icing on like, the cake. <laughs> I mean, it's already so high on, like, my expectations. But, like, imagine having that. That would make it just such a legendary game. Just like, ah. Uh, It'd probably even be higher on my list or something, right? Just having that soundtrack. Oh, for sure, man. I feel like, and I could be wrong because I didn't play all the Twisted Metal games, but from my memory, I felt like Twisted Metal 2 had the best selection of characters as well as the controls. It was very easy for me to play. I could play like Twister and then, you know, the indie car and then, you know, hit the tornado and throw everybody, but drive so fast and still hug those corners without wrecking, man. It was awesome. Yeah, dude, I I completely remember that. Uh, it, it had some of the the least like wonky controls because right. once you got to like Twisted Metal three, 
it's not that it was a bad game. In fact, I really like that game too. Um, but I, there were there were too many instances where certain cars wouldn't do certain things because you just barely didn't like hit them right or whatever. It was a little bit more graphically intensive, I think, and I think it was more prone for like issues and glitches. But um, you know, it had those secret levels too, great soundtrack and all that. But you know, at the end of the day, just a middle two tops it off for me. Cool, man. You ready to hear my number five? Let's go, dude. You know, I went through my list of games, and I'm not such a serious gamer, but I've played a lot of games in my life, and if I had to have one video game that I never would have thought made my list, but it does, that's in fact my number five. It's from 2012. It's Minecraft. Really? Okay. Um, Honest to truth, man, what can I say? Like... This game is just incredibly fun to play, and I love to build things, so I always play in creative mode. And, dude, I've built everything from, like, a church inside and out to a head of the Joker to Studio Movie Grill. Like, I've built all these things (laughs) in complete detail and just had so much fun. Uh, I love the classical music that plays very low tone in the background. It's so soothing. And, you know, I turn off all the hazard stuff, but I love to... You know, you can call me morbid, but sometimes there's just something therapeutic about, like, building a village, filling it with villagers, and then burning it down. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, it but rem- it's fun. <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of the, like, roller coaster tycoon in, like, all those, like, Age of Empires games mm. where you could, like, build up entire societies and, and then you should do whatever you want with them when you put in the right? cheat codes. Just get unlimited whatever. Ah, that's hilarious. So I've never actually played minecraft not even once in my life i i know of it i've seen some videos i I kind of associate it with like kid stuff but i know there's it's so much more vast like i recently heard of a story where there's a there's a map you can download for like i guess a private server or something like that where it has like literal like cia documents that have been like released and you could like go in these this library that someone made into their Minecraft books or whatever, and it's actual like real stuff, but it's like hidden. And so like this particular downloadable map has been like banned sure. from certain countries. I'm like, what? This is just in a kid's game. That doesn't even make any sense. No, but it's just so detailed. I haven't even like I don't I don't think most people even scratch the surface when they play Minecraft to see the possibilities, but it sounds awesome, man. Yeah, and sounds you definitely great. don't want to take the fun out of it. Like, keep it innocent. Let's not go the route of – we're not telling people, <laughs> you know, you can get – because, you know, I don't care about that stuff, bro. I'm talking – you know, this is something I can play with the kids. It's something you can play by yourself. Sure. It's something, honestly, you and I can sit down and like, yo, let's build a mansion and just have a good time doing it. Right. All of a sudden, it looks like something out of Resident Evil or Tomb Raider. Like, it's just a lot of fun. And the possibilities are endless. And, you know, when you can play a game and get some serious repetition with it, but it doesn't feel like the same thing over and over, you got a winner, man. And so, yeah, my number five, the Xbox 360 port of Minecraft. 2012. Awesome, dude. All right. So you ready for my number four? I think I am. So number four is very meaningful to me. Because it was the very first game I ever owned for PlayStation 2. And when I got my PlayStation 2, I sold off my SNES and, like, all my stuff for it. Except for a couple games that I just couldn't let go of. 
This is a game I played in the arcades every time I could get a chance. Anytime we went anywhere and there was an arcade, I looked for this game. It's the 2000 Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Essentially, you're looking at a Street Fighter-style game, but you're adding Marvel superheroes, and you got the Capcom roster. So you look at you know Ryu from Street Fighter, you got uh, Mega Man, you got all the you know uh, uh, Captain Commando, and and you have the Dark Stalkers like uh, like Morgan and 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 all kinds of other characters. But then you have this huge roster of of Marvel where you got the X Men, you got like you know like Cable, like what? There's Cable from X Men in here, and Wolverine, and all these other guys. And then it's a it's a two v two style two uh, 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 D game where uh, you could kind of like tag in your other uh, character at any point. Um, and then you also have these dope specials you could get. It was such a fun game to me, man. But the biggest thing was the roster was absolutely massive. I want to say, I don't remember the exact number, but I feel like there was like well over 50 characters to choose from, probably even more than that. And I remember when I got it, dude, I was like, Dad, I sold off everything. I sold off my PlayStation 1. I sold off my SNES and all my stuff. I need a second controller and a memory card to play this game. <laughs> so my dad was like, dang, you sold off all that stuff, and you still barely have enough to like get like the absolute like bare minimum like to smallest the things game. you need to play <laughs> yeah. and so my dad cut me a break and he did one of the coolest things ever and he helped me buy another controller and a memory card i'll never forget that and i played that game so freaking much dude i got so good at it <laughs> but I, I love that game and to this day even though i got rid of my old ps2 at the time uh i still have that game and funny story, they lost the license for, for Marvel. Capcom did. And so they didn't make any more ports, and they couldn't really get it anywhere. And so the game started to rise in value. I, I remember it like back when I was in high school, I'd look it up, and eBay would have these things for like two, $300 for just one game. I was like, dude, I'm keeping this. I don't know what it's going to be worth in the future. I'm keeping it. Um, you know... It was just one of those games, man, that um, you can make them now, and the newer versions of it, it's just not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same experience for you. You know what I mean? That that 2D arcade style, love it. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say the way that I am with Mortal Kombat is the way you are with Street Fighter. And so just knowing like the amount of time you've put into that game is the reason why I can never fight you on anything that's remotely close to Street Fighter because <laughs> I played Street Fighter 100%. growing up but not like you like I never owned it my man and so yeah right. I've played I, I get yeah it. I've played some games with you that have the Street Fighter roster and Capcom never that one we've never played part 2 but yeah man yeah it's a very different game it's a very yeah, different type of game. Yeah, I can't hold a candle <laughs> to you when it comes <laughs> hey, to fighting you on. You whip my ass a, Mor- a Mortal Kombat. Like, I can't. I'll do it again. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, Great man. Thing. So what's your number four? My number four is a first-person, third-person shooter. 
And though I'd really like to give a nod to Halo, instead, I'm going with 2004, 2005, because I got a tie. And it's original Xbox, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. Man, classic. You just don't make them like you like no, they used to. No, no. Dang, and dude, bro. here it is, right? Like everybody knows I'm a diehard Trekkie when it comes to my watch material. I'm always going to go Trek over Wars, and it's totally cool. But when it comes to the games, there's never been a Star Trek game that stuck with me the way that this Star Wars game has. And everything I liked about Halo, just put it in the Star Wars universe you know that's very movie driven for me and i freaking love it and this is the only game that my son will legit play with me dude and when it's just so cool for me and corbin to be running through these star wars maps that you recognize from the films and you can choose to be a good guy or a bad guy and you can also do like space stuff which is really cool and fly around in the spaceships man whether you're like you know an a-wing or an x-wing or a y-wing or whatever chicken wing doesn't fucking matter <laughs> dude, I'm telling you what, like, I love sniping in these games, you know, headshot, and, um, you know, though I may seem kind of out of it when I don't talk about playing things like Call of Duty um, or half of the games that are out nowadays, I, at one point, did spend, like, eight hours straight playing Star Wars Battlefront. So, my number four, man, is a tie between one and two because of the maps. Don't make me choose which game because the maps are different, and I love them both. That's awesome, dude. That game is it. It's gonna go down in history as one of like the best Star Wars games ever made. Uh, I remember uh, they had like a Star Wars Battlefront port for the PSP that I really wanted because they had uh, like a white PSP with I think. Don't get me wrong. It was either like a Darth Vader like like uh, like print on the back or like a stormtrooper or something like that. But I just remember it was really awesome. And I thought, ah, oh, I kind of want that. And the fact that you can have that on just anytime, anywhere, that's so sick, dude. And, uh, I know you're playing the, the Xbox port of it and that's, that's sick, man. That's a timeless, timeless fun game. And I know, I remember you were playing it. You were playing it. Like, I don't know, like a couple was it a couple of years ago. You got stuck on it for a while. You were like, bro, guess what? I was playing it for like, <laughs> Six hours straight yeah. last night. I'm like, what, bro? You're like, Star Wars Battlefront. Is it the same with the new one? And I'm like, mm, they've changed a lot. I mean, this. I got the new one. It's fun. Um, it's it's. Hey, you want to be a Jedi or you want to be anything? Like they have it all there. Yeah. It's a little. It's a little different now. Is you have to pay for some of the characters and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. But man, look, this game or these two games are the reasons that I've never gotten rid of my original Xbox. It's for these two games. <laughs> and I'm happy to say all that shit is still hooked up and sits right here next to me. So, oh, I, seriously, I had the I had the original Xbox installed in my podcast studio <laughs> for those two games. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, cool, man. So far, so good. But we're getting into that top three territory. What do you got for number three? Number three is something very near and dear to my heart. If you remember me telling you earlier about I sold my SNES and all my games, this was a game that did not get sold. Despite not even having the console to play it, I kept it. 
My number three is 1993's Mega Man X. This game, to me, bro, beat out any other side-scrolling game at the time. Any other Mega Man game, Contra, whatever I could think of. It's so fun. It's I've beat it like I can't even really tell you how many times I beat it, bro. Like it's like I I was playing it a couple of days ago, honestly, on my PSP and just running through it. I'm like, man, I love this game. I have it on I had it on SNES. I had it on PSP twice. I had it on an emulator. I had it on uh and I had the new version of Mega Man X is like a little bit it was like a 3D version of it, which is still really good. And they added some cool stuff to it. And then I, I got it again uh, for Xbox, uh, the new like new Xbox One and all that. There's like an anniversary edition where it has all the Xbox, the all the Mega Man X games. I was playing that uh, for Thanksgiving. And then, dude, it's just so fun hearing the music. And just the, how fluid it is, the fact that you can charge up your 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 buster all the way and do like this dope like explosion, something that you could never really do in the older Mega Man games. You kind of just had like your one, you know, uh, power up after you beat at your boss or whatever. And with this, if you get a certain attachment, you can do like so much more. Um, just from the storyline, it introduces Zero, which at the beginning is like the maverick hunter he is like you know x is idle he's this badass he's got a freaking energy sword it brings in uh it's like a thousand years in the future right so it's still of the mega man universe like original rock you know from like you know mega man the original mega man and roll and all and all that they they existed in this universe. It's just it was this is like fast forward a thousand years or whatever, and and Mega Man X is like the ultimate weapon built from the idea of the original Mega Man, and uh, it goes on. You know, there's like I think like eight Mega Man X games. It gets a little bit, you know, weird. At the end of the day, I still don't think any of them hold the candles. The very first one, it's the it's just the most meaningful one to me. It's my favorite one. I love it. I'll always love it. I'm going to be like 80 years old one day. I'm gonna be like <laughs> pulling out my, you know, whatever. Whoa. Oh, Mega Man X, you kids don't know what it was like back when I was a kid. Everyone's going to be in like some Matrix VR thing in the future. So they're like, that's not realistic. I'll be like, I don't care. It's still the best. It's my Atari, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I remember when you, because I remember this uh, game being one of your favorites from past conversations but I couldn't remember doing this episode which Mega Man it was until now. And I remember not knowing anything about Mega Man X because when I grew up, it was with Mega Man 2. And sadly, Mega Man 2 does not make my list today. Even though I love the game, it's hard as shit. But I remember when you were telling me about Mega Man X, I legit thought that meant Mega Man 10. And you were like, what? <laughs> it is not. It definitely yeah, is it not. It is a whole other thing. Yeah, there is a Mega Man 10, 11, 13, whatever, but that's not the same. That's cool, man, because I always did associate that with Zero, and I'm glad to know that that is where Zero came from. So, Cool. Well, uh, my number three will come to no surprise because uh, I play this shit every single day. It's my favorite sports game of all time. It's NHL 12 from 2011. 
sick, man. I know, dude. A lot of people love Madden, but hockey's my favorite sport. So before I play a football game, I'm playing a hockey game. And I got to say, I think the Xbox 360 is probably my favorite console of all time. Like, there's so many great games. I, I wish that shit was cross-compatible with the original Xbox games, because not every game is. And um, I I'd be playing Star Wars Battlefront on that if I could. But here it is, dude. I, I know this sounds crazy, but somehow I just don't see how the graphics can be beat <laughs> on this game. Like, they look as real as I want them to look for my video game. And the commentary by Gary Thorne and Bill Clement just makes you feel like you're actually at the game. It's so well done. And one thing that you can do on this game is you can go into the controller configuration and you can flip them to the 1994 button configuration of like the Sega and stuff. And so therefore you're not bottled down with like 16 different buttons. All I need to know is how do I pass it? How do I shoot it, and how do I fight people? And that's all I need to do. And that's what makes <laughs> NHL 12 badass. Whether you are scoring goals, whether you're fighting people, or breaking the glass, dude, it just never gets boring. If I come home and Julie's like, I gotta take a shower, what, you know, let's do dinner in like 30 minutes, I'm like, I got time to play around a hockey. That's awesome, dude. There's not, There's something to be said about being able to just jump into a game and then just play for 10, 15, 20 minutes and then just be able to just walk away from it because it was fun in the moment. And, it, yep. you know, I, I have so many games like that that I could just jump in and just play a couple of rounds and then back off. And you don't feel like you need to be absorbed into it for two hours. That's awesome, dude. I'm not like a big sports game person, but I've played plenty of sports games. Probably my favorite genre would be basketball. You know, I mean, you or if not like some type of realistic fighting game or something, but uh, that's awesome, dude. I know you love it. And every time I go on Xbox and I see <laughs> your, <laughs> I see your name on there, I'm just like, I bet he's playing NHL 12, yeah. 2012. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I looked at NHL, jeez, um, it was like 14 or 15 the other day. Because I was contemplating, like, would I ever buy another hockey game? And my first thought was, like, why? This one's perfect. I wouldn't change anything. But then I thought, okay, maybe I want, like, updated. Like, I, I understand it's old, but it, it is a little more updated rosters. And so I looked into some, and I'm like, oh, cool. They got some of the players I like today. And then I was like, and it's only $2. And then I was like, but it's the same. <laughs> I don't need it. And so I'm just very happy with my NHL 12, dude. What can I say? You know what? I, if I could go back to if, – if there was a sport game that I could probably say that would be my absolute favorite, I don't know if you'd consider it sport. I would personally. Probably be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, bro. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, if for me, that's I believe that's a sport. You know, or I guess it's more like X Games. That still counts. That would totally you, counts, dude. Would you yeah. – Okay, yeah. that would be that was my childhood. I really loved uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 and stuff like that. It was it got kind of crazy, but um, you know one thing I wouldn't well, say is a sport band, and I'll get I'll have that argument all day long, and I know how band geeks get, bro. In school, when people be like, "Band's a sport," I'm like, "No, it's fucking not." And then you know you know how I'd always win that conversation. <laughs> I'd be like, "What's your sports team name?" <laughs> your band name is not the same as a sports team. 
that's so weird yeah like i mean i don't those are music games dude like guitar exactly. hero those were awesome and those are i mean a staple of our of our past you know what yep. i mean like they don't make that anymore uh what was it rock uh it was like it guitar, was hero, guitar rock hero, band. hero but Ed, rock i do want to say this real quick like i i'm not discrediting anybody that plays instruments or is in band because i understand how hard that shit is and I'm not wired to do something like that. So when I played football and someone's like, this is just as hard as football, I'm like, it's different. It's not the same. But you're right. Oh, yeah. Playing instruments is hard, and I'm sure you're really good at what you do. So, yeah. It is a completely different type of skill. Yeah, different I mean, animal. One is athleticism, and one is, like, I mean, learning an instrument and getting really good at that, mm-hmm. it can it's a skill. It's something Both that you just Both take practice, can't... right? So there you go. Oh, uh, and to get really good at it, you have to be an expert. I would say music is more of like an closer to an art uh, than it, it's not athleticism. It doesn't. It's not like you. How can you put like? It's like it's like comparing like weightlifting to like drawing or something. Like it's they're completely different. Both are take a lot of skill and a lot of time. This is not the same, man. But. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad that was your pick. So we're narrowing it down. We're getting real close to the top. At this point, the only games that are going to be up here are like, you know, so close to us. Mm-hmm. And they had to have been some kind of deep meaning to us, right? It's not like, ah, oh, they're just the most fun games I've ever played. Nah, man. Um, this guy, my number two, it's it's it took up ma- probably majority of my childhood gaming. Like, if actually, no, 100%. Like, there's, I've probably played this, I've put more hours, no more actual hours into this game than probably than any other game in my life. Uh, literal summers. Like, it was actually kind of, a, it was beyond addictive. It actually took up entire summers for me. Probably like four or five summers, just total, just like I would just be like on it. Uh, and that came from, uh, year 2000s diablo 2 so this is a it's an action rpg game where it's very fantasy so you'd play like a a wizard or a you know a barbarian or uh, a necromancer or something like that And, and it was a very dark game had a very dark soundtrack you could level up your characters you had skill trees you could you know go certain paths with that um and and you could progress to multiple different you'd beat the game you know you'd beat it in acts of one through five but then you could also play in different like hard difficulties and so you would get drops on the ground and they'd be whatever type of loot you could think of where it's weapons or armor of some sort and it got really intense man there was a lot of ways to buff your characters. You could even like duel other people. So it wasn't just fighting monsters. Like that's totally an option for you. You kind of had to do that to get good. But um, this game could be very toxic and it can also be like, it, it taught me a lot. <laughs> it taught me how people are in this world. I, it, you know, it could be incredibly fun, addictive, but I don't really play it like that anymore. I played three and number four is going to be coming out soon. But man, that game, it, I just, I can't, it's hard to hold a candle to something that put that many hours in my life or I put that many more hours into a game. <laughs> um, and maybe it's nostalgia. 
You know what I mean? Like maybe you ever go back to a game that's like, you know, you haven't seen in a while or played in a while and you're like, man, I remember it being better than it used to be. Nah, man, like every time I've rebought this game in some kind of HD version or whatever, or I've just gone back to it, I'd be like, man, this is exactly what I expected it to be. And, you know, if I put my time into it, it could be just as good as it was back then. But, and as you get older, you just can't put an entire like 12 hours of the day into that. You know, I think people who play like World of Warcraft and stuff like that know what I'm talking about. You just can't. It was made by the same company, actually, Blizzard. But you, you just, you kind of just need to sit down and be an adult, <laughs> take care of your responsibilities, <laughs> and pick some games that don't require so many hours. But uh, but it's awesome. So, hell yeah, I can easily say that I have never played that game in my life. And let's be honest, man, you never will. No, I and that's will okay. not. You're like <laughs> necromancer. I'm like the people who have sex with trees. What? <laughs> Negative. Negative. Those I are know. druids. <laughs> druids didn't have sex Necro- with trees. Hey, man, druids were like all about being in forests and shit, and, and necromancers man. raise the dead. Bro, bears live they, in the forest. You think bears them. fuck trees? That's weird. You know, in this game, you could become a, you would be a, you could be a druid, and one of his moves is you can turn into a werewolf or a werebear. Also, you could have a summon where it was like a bear that would come and like help you kill enemies and stuff. It was really cool. Oh man, there's a lot to this game. There's a lot. I didn't to know this there's game. werewolves. That's pretty cool because I love werewolves. Yes, yeah, dude, it's a fucking badass game. Well, speaking of badass games, my number two is pretty badass because. I don't know if you noticed, but I was kind of hitting bullet points with everything here. I got, like, my creative play game. I got Minecraft. And then I got my, you know, first-person shooter game and third-person shooter game. Then I got my sports game. And so I had to put a racing game on here. And when it came down to figuring out what the racing game was, I had two in mind. But I had to give it up to the 2014 Mario Kart 8 as my number two. Look, man. Everybody loves Mario Kart. I don't care who you are. And I'm the first person to be like, growing up, I always played Sonic, not Mario. However, as an adult, I've noticed I've played more Mario now. And you can play any port. There's several versions of Mario Kart. But for me, it's the Wii U, Mario Kart 8, because the characters are obviously legendary, right? But the tracks are so great, and the co-op play is just so much fun, dude. Mario Kart's one of those games that probably should be on anyone's list. And I played my fair share of Mario Kart, bro. Like, <laughs> I've had it on, like, almost every version I could get it, actually. If you have a Nintendo console, it, like, you should have the Mario Kart for that console. Sure. It's kind of like Smash Bros. Like, it's just one of those universal games that everyone should have. It's a great party game. It's super fun. Um, you know, it's a little bit random, but it does take some skill, man. You got to learn, like, the secrets of the levels. You got to get the, you know, they're, uh, dude, I remember playing, um, I mean, I, I've owned, I own Mario Kart, uh, uh, for for SNES still I think I have it lying around somewhere it's one of the games I kept um, and it's it. I remember when I first I, I didn't have enough money to buy it when I was a kid because even then it was like 35-40 bucks for SNES and so all I could do was rent it from from Hollywood Video dude it gets to a point where I rented it so many times my mom was like 
do you just want to buy this? <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait, that's an option? You always made it a big deal. She's like, you've written this thing like 12 times. <laughs> you play a different game? Uh, she's like, I think I'll save more money if you don't rent it. <laughs> um, and dude, yeah, anytime I played it, you could just jump into it. I remember playing it on four player on like N64. Yes. That was dope bro and then every single one from then has just been sick i remember playing on wii over at my brother-in-law's house and i was like man they really did a number on this thing i don't mean wii i meant um what's the new one switch switch yep yeah yeah he played it on switch and i thought man this is really cool that they go so far into it like this and you can play online and stuff now that's a lot yeah (laughs) it's a lot of fun and dude i'll tell you right now my go-to character is shy guy he's my favorite you know character from the mario world i love shy guy he's cool that's sick i've my favorite's always been dry bones nice ever since ever since the original it's always been dry bones if it's not dry bones it's uh boo or king boo uh i don't know man maybe it's because i'm ed the undead Ah, (laughs) Uh, i love that shit uh yeah always bro always very cool my man well with any top five you gotta have a number one so i'm really curious to know what is your number one video game oh dude it's a timeless classic it came out the year i was born it was the very first game i ever played it isn't too far from the last one you had it's also a mario game it's 1990s Super Mario World. It was the first game I had on SNES. I remember, like, we had an NES at my cousin's house, but we didn't really have, like, a game console until we got the SNES. And my brother and sister were the first ones to play it. And I remember being, like, I think we got it in, like, 95 or something, 96 maybe. I remember being so curious as to, like, like what they're doing and i immediately became like i that, i think that at that moment i became a gamer <laughs> um they they were fucking with me so they were like on the first or second level you could get yoshi and it was the very first game to introduce yoshi and so like my sister would go get a yoshi and climb on it she's like oh here's the second controller you're yoshi <laughs> and i was like oh yeah until she started like dying and i was like wait a second i'm not yoshi i'm not doing anything i caught on a little bit slow but then then it was my turn and i never let it go bro it um <laughs> it's my favorite game i have it in so many different versions and uh anytime i can play it on the big screen i got one of those uh snes uh minis or hds or whatever they're calling them now where it's like the little it's got the digital versions of all those uh, games like and a couple a snes controllers. classic i think yeah, yeah yeah i think that's what it's called it's it's sick man uh, the fact that i can play that game now on uh, on the big screen is awesome. Don't have to blow up the cartridge because so it automatically plays. <laughs> nah, bro, it's great. You have like, it, it, it's just it brings me back because I, I put so many hours in this game. I learned all the secrets. Uh, I I found out how to beat the game within like 15 minutes because you could like star warp to the last level. But then I wanted to play all the different levels then i realized there was another secret we can go to the star world and do the the star road or whatever and they were like the hardest versions of every 
like it was like eight or nine or ten super hard levels and when i finally beat that you get the game in a completely like you could play it from start to finish again and everything's different so instead of like turtle shells you see little like fat mario heads (laughs) like like, like it's seriously, it looks like little tomatoes, but they're like Mario faces on everything. Sounds creepy. And it, it was, it was in the, the color scheme of the game changes and everything. And I remember when I first played that, I was like, that is the coolest little secret. It was, uh, you get to get Yoshi in different like colors. And like my favorite ones, the blue Yoshi, where you can like eat a, you, you can hold a shell in your mouth and you could, you grow wings and you could just fly. And, uh, Dude, I love that so much. You could you you can get a cape in this game, and you can fly around with it as Mario, and you just like you can kind of like float anywhere you want. Damn, it, was, it was such a sick game, man. There's so much variety in it. Even like the story. I mean, there's not like a whole lot to it. It's not complex, but essentially you're just defeating all the Koopa kids before you get to Bowser. And each Koopa kid's a little different. Has their own castle and their own. Their you know, I. Uh, I really dig that game, and I uh, I don't I don't think anything's really gonna look better <laughs> to me than that game. Like you could just put it on, like, hey Ed, here's a Game Boy with uh, Super Mario World on it. Uh, I'll see you in like five hours after you beat it. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like if you put that game on, you magically teleport to that child that you were when you played it, man. Like it's always just gonna be that through your eyes. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Well, man, as I told you before, I think that's awesome because I grew up never playing an SNES. So knowing that some of your favorite games were on that console, that's that's just awesome to me. And I know some people might be listening to this episode just kind of like scratching their heads. Like, when does all these other games are going to pop up, right? Like these modern games that, that really have taken the world by storm. And I've been kind of nice enough to mention some of them. You know, I talked about Call of Duty and Halo and all these things here. But people know I'm not a serious gamer. However, there is one game where I'll get real fucking serious on you because I feel like, in my hood, I'm the best at this game. Now, Mario Kart 8, Julie and I can go neck and neck. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to Dr. Mario, she won't get real pissed when I say I'm better than her because we get really, really competitive right now, okay? And I gotta have a puzzle game, okay? And, you know, it came down to the wire, is it going to be this game, or is it going to be Tetris? Growing up, I loved playing Tetris. But there's something to be said about co-op play, and there's something to be said about a Mario game. So my number one favorite game of all time is from 1990. It is Dr. Mario. What can I say, Ed? I, I, I love this game wholeheartedly. I will play level 15 all day long like i don't even care i'll turn the volume all the way down i will throw on some tunes and i will just get after it and i will make julie eat my dust and i will secretly whisper into the microphone that she's actually just as good as i am and it gets really heated here sometimes but dude listen (laughs) this game i I flip up a middle finger and let it linger if anybody comes at me and says that uh dr robotnik's mean bean machine is better you can go to hell dr mario for the win i love this game that's awesome dude i could i could see the passion in your eyes it's the same thing man it's the same thing what is it about mario games that are just so fucking fun 
and just so inviting, right? And and then when you make it co-op, that's the thing. Super Mario World was also co-op. You know what I mean? But dude, that's awesome. I, I got a confession. I've never even played Dr. Mario, but you make what? me want to play it, dude. Come over here. You're gonna have to show me. I have oh. Dr. Mario and Mario Kart 8 right there. All right. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. I'll be right over. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. And again, this is something that's really cool because with the way that technology is, you know, we're able to play these games now on our digital devices. I love the Nintendo Wii U. I know that it gets a lot of like eh, hit and miss because the Wii was really great and the Wii U was kind of to a lot of people barely a step up from it and then the Switch was like this whole other thing, right? So the Wii U kind of gets left in the dust. But for me, I really love the the controllers. I don't like the Switch controllers. The Wii U controllers are great and I know some people are like you can buy the other controllers. Yes, you totally can. But when I got this Wii U, and I, it has access to the digital store, and I was able to go back and buy the original Mario games, including Dr. Mario. I don't need anything else to make me happy. This is my go-to game, whether I have that 20 minutes I talked about, if I'm not feeling hockey, or if I have six hours. I guarantee This is one of those games that and I know everybody knows what I'm talking about. When you're playing and you looked over, and you're like, how the hell has it been an hour and a half? You know what I'm saying? Right, Dr. Right. Mario is so much fun, dude. And it's just crazy to hear myself say that because when I grew up, I played Sonic the Hedgehog. I had the Sega Genesis. You know what I mean? And I knew that Mario was always favorite. And I'm like, screw your Mario, you know? And here I am looking at my list. My top two are, are the Mario World. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, but I love it. Dude, just in time for the new Mario movie. It was like, it was, it was basically like an ode to how awesome Mario has been. And I mean, how are we gonna feel when we see that, man? Are you gonna? I don't know, you but you're gonna I go think that theaters? that movie is being kids? made because of the success of the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Those were great. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, for sure. And oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna dip. I mean, look, I'm a big theater guy. I love going to the movie theaters to see new horror movies. Will I take the kids to see this if they want to go? But. My kids aren't as excited to go to the theater. They'll equally be happy if it streams. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Platform Wars, right? Hey, Who's going to get it? <laughs> if you're ever feeling it and you want to do it, I'm probably going to. Um, just because I want to see. Because there hasn't been one of those video game movies with CGI that I've been disappointed with in, in recent years. Like the Detective Pikachu came out. I was like, oh, that was really fun. And then the, the Sonic movies came out. And I'm like, man, Jim Carrey's really making this work. This is awesome. Yep. Granted, there was a mixture of live action. So, like, you know, it's a little different. But, um, you know, you know Nintendo's not going to do you wrong. You know, they're not going to put this much effort into something and it not capture you. Obviously, it's aimed towards children, but whatever, bro. Who's not a child on the inside at this point anyway? Like, I mean, I know I am. I know, uh, you know, that, you know, Mario shaped us to who we are today, at least to some degree, right? If we didn't have Mario to be such an like to be able to branch out i mean you could do mario sports racing adventure games uh puzzle games i mean it, it it's endless man i remember at one point mario even had like a drawing game yep. for like mario, SNES. Dude, mario yeah, like also a, had an rpg this, game 
Yeah, so, yeah, Mario, Super Mario RPG. I mean, dude, it, it goes on and on. Even the fighting games with the Super Smash Bros. It all started with that, man. Now there's a lot of other characters, and that's cool, but it all started Mario. Think about it. Without Mario being such a legend, I mean, let's be honest. He's probably that franchise, that name is more legendary than any other game character. It's going to beat out Master Chief and all these other, like, gaming... I'm not saying... It's my favorite in general above all their games, but without Mario, what would games even be? Well, to be fair, today, like the original Nintendo you know? and the Super Mario Brothers game is what saved the video game industry after the big Atari crash. So we do mm. kind of owe it to the original Mario, even though the Mario character was featured in like Atari with Do- with Donkey Kong and stuff. He wasn't officially like that Mario guy. Once you got this game, here we are today, dude. We didn't have this conversation before recording and somehow both of our number ones were Mario games. It is what it is. They both came out in 1990. Uh. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know, man. Do all the stars align for this one moment? I think so, man. Hell yeah, but they always do when you come on here and podcast with me, bro. But uh, with that being said, not only was this a good time, it just makes me want to bring you back to do something else in the future. Oh yeah, bro. I think we have a couple things in the pipeline you know, I think we kind of talked about some Jim Carrey. We talked about some uh, top five Marvel movies. We might have a little bit of something else brewing up, you know, yeah, but uh, 100%. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited, I, and I know you are, too. It's always fun. It's always fun, bro. It's always a good time, and I'm going to let you go because I need to get started on the next top five lists that we're going to do. So if anybody enjoyed this episode and they really liked hearing Ed and I talk about our favorite video games, you need to go back into the catalog, check out some other episodes Ed was on because we covered some of our favorite Will Smith movies as well as Adam Sandler movies. And if you like the banter, man, just go a little further back. You'll hear all kinds of things that are random. So, Ed... Thanks for taking the time to come talk your top five video games. Thanks for having me, dude. Take care. Top five video games. What do you guys think? Man, it's always a good time when I can get my boy Ed the Undead on here. And uh, I know video games are near and dear to his heart. So when he suggested we do this, I was like, okay, I'm totally in. And I didn't know what I was going to do, man. Because like I said, I'm not real big into uh, strategic games. Like Resident Evil 2, I beat, but only because I had the strategic walkthrough. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not the guy that's going to put in Tomb Raider and, and master it. But when I thought about these games that I've been playing since I was a kid, I was like, I know I can come up with five favorite video games. And, you know, when I get to play with my baby over here, shit, it's just a good time. So what are some of your guys' favorite video games? Whose list was better? And if you put them together, don't you got some of the best video games ever made? If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to let me know, man. You can hit me up on Twitter. My handle is at Dave underscore Phantom. I got the Facebook page, All Things Dave, over on Facebook, and that's where I'll share this podcast. I'll put it out in all the you know places where you can find your podcast, but all in all, maybe we should just take a little less time working and a little more time 
playing video games. There's something that'll get you in trouble. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful day, and stay tuned because I got some really cool episodes coming out. Ed kind of dropped the bomb on a few of them, but I also got a solo Star Trek episode coming up in the future, and I'm bringing Andy back to do a deep dive in a horror movie. So thank you guys for listening to the All Things Dave podcast. It's the greatest story in sports. Star dropping straight back, hit as he throws, has the ball, and it's a touchdown. I'm Doug Russell, and this is Tales from 1265, an insider's look at football's most storied franchise, a franchise that has had its dynasties. This is the first Super Bowl trophy, and uh, it's something Green Bay can keep. We're going to have a, a new trophy each year. And its rebirths. Every major football decision will be made by Ron Wolf. I realize I'm a Green Bay Packer now, and Maybe I can prove that I am worth the first-round pick next year, but just got to be patient. But I was really impressed with the coaching staff, with the whole organization, and with the direction the team is going. I think they, they have a total commitment to winning. Tales from 1265 is presented by Nicolay Law, your local award-winning injury lawyers. If you've been injured, get Nicolay, Wisconsin's winning team of lawyers that will get you back in the game. Tales from 1265 is a production of iHeartRadio Podcasts and is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want legendary service, if you, you want, want sweeter, sweeter discounts, discounts. Save by bundling auto and home with insurance.